This is the View from the Couch podcast, and I'm your host, Pierce Wiesenar. On the program today, I will be reviewing Pacific Rim Uprising. Pacific Rim was like so many blockbusters in recent years, a few interesting ideas that never come together to create a cohesive film. However, the action in the movie was pretty cool, which did help carry a few of the weaker moments. I could be wrong, but I feel like so many people were desperate for something not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they really like Guillermo del Toro's past work, that they carried some of the water for an okay film. Walking out of the theater five years ago, it felt like I saw a different film, because I didn't see what everyone was talking about. But now that everyone has got the sequel that so many were clamoring for, a few folks have had second thoughts on the first Pacific Rim movie and changed their minds. I'm not saying I told you that Pacific Rim was alright at best, but I did. So if Pacific Rim was alright, what about the sequel? Pacific Rim Uprising follows in the footsteps of the first film, however it also follows in the footsteps of other films to predictable and rather disappointing results. It's hard to judge films like this one because on one hand, we all know what it is. It's a popcorn movie with giant robots fighting giant monsters. But on the other hand, you can make a movie about all that and still have it be good. For all the talk of mental connection between the pilots, the connection between the film and the audience is missing, which makes for a viewing experience where you notice all the things that don't make a lot of sense and you see countless missed opportunities. In the last few years, one trend that I've seen in blockbusters and would like to never see again is sequel baiting. An example of this happened during Batman v Superman when Wonder Woman opens an email and we get a trailer for the Justice League movie. And for all the flack that these scenes get, they do serve a purpose. They can provide a runway for a potential next movie. And in Pacific Rim, there was no sequel baiting, which was nice, but the film ended without a clear path for a sequel. So when you do get one, to a film that never had one in mind, how do you square that circle? If Uprising reminds you of Independence Day Resurgence, you're not alone. Both films hit eerily similar story beats. The sons of war hero fathers that are snappy with one-liners and have a bit of an attitude are thrust into a situation where they have to become their father. The aliens are back and bigger than ever, and both films fail to connect to the original in a way that makes it hard to justify the existence of another cash-grabbing sequel. Idris Elba, Charlie Hunnam don't return, and Rinko Kikuchi leaves almost as soon as she shows up in Uprising. So for the audience, the three main characters of the first film aren't around for the sequel. As you can see, there isn't a lot of connective tissue between the two films, all of which ask the audience to fill in the gaps between the two movies. This creates a very disorienting opening for the movie, and it's in these first few scenes where an audience can either get on board or tune out and quit the movie. Uprising centers on Jake Pentecost, the son of the guy who canceled the apocalypse. Oh, you didn't know he had a kid? I didn't know because it was never mentioned in the first film. So we're starting off on very strange footing. At the heart of this film, the audience is having to suspend their disbelief to such a high degree that it can be too much for some. Part of what separates Pacific Rim from a lot of other summer blockbusters isn't the giant robots or the aliens, it's the drift. The mental link between the two pilots is an easy way to show depth. While they're all macho and full of bravado on the outside, inside the Jaeger, the audience are shown who they are as people. The first film did that and showed how it can work well when the film takes a few minutes to focus on the characters. And for all of the screen time the pilots get an uprising, 
the film never does anything interesting with them. If Uprising fails to make a meaningful connection between the characters, why should the audience with the film? Uprising introduces a generation of young people after aliens from another dimension almost invade the planet. Think of all the wonderful places the film can go from a starting place like that. What does their world even look like and what type of person grows up in that world? And yet Uprising relies on stereotypes that are played out and don't work against the backdrop of this film. Due to the lack of character depth, Uprising is a boring film that doesn't go anywhere or really do anything. The film has two leads and the second act is like a game of tag, constantly pinging back and forth between two stories that have no glue to connect their stories. If the film just picked one lead character and focused on their story, Uprising would have been a far superior film. By having two stories that don't go well together happening at the same time, it can feel like you're watching two movies at once. One is a sequel to Pacific Rim and the other is a Saturday morning cartoon show. And the third act leans very hard into the Saturday morning cartoon feel of the movie, but it comes after the absolute destruction of a shatter dome, the death of several characters, and is the lowest point of the film. It's very hard to get all cheery, sunny, and bright after the darkness of the scenes before. There's no time to come to grips with what has just happened, as all we get is a pep talk, and we move on to the big fight of the film. Pacific Rim Uprising is a lot of things, none of which go anywhere. The film covers a lot of ground, but it never hits any pay dirt. If the script was just a little tighter and focused on anything, then Uprising could have been so much more. Instead, it's another lazy film that wastes its potential. If I had to give this film a grade, I would give Pacific Rim Uprising a D. If you like the show and want some more episodes, just subscribe for more, and don't forget to rate the show and to share the episode. This has been another episode of the View from the Couch podcast. Thanks for listening.